It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. Les Gock, it's Dave Gleeson here. How are you, mate? Hey, good. <laughs> Great to hear your voice. How you been? Oh, really, really well. I think I'm still standing, and that's that's good news. <laughs> it's always good news when you can get up right out of bed. Yeah, some days. Now, listen, I'm, I'm talking to you today. Um, we all love playing rock and roll for whatever reason it is, but you are playing a, a gig for a very important reason, especially in Australia at the moment. There is seems to be a, a rise in um, domestic violence against women, and you're doing a show to raise awareness um, for the help that can be uh, afforded to people who find themselves in this situation. That's right. Um Look, I've got a band who are guys who I went to school with, <laughs> uh, which are great. And we've kept in touch for the last 50-odd years. And um, and we call ourselves The Interceptors. And uh, our what we do is we play for good. That is, we play to raise money. Yep. Uh, and there's a lot of people who... Uh, yeah, we have fun because we get to play. The audience has fun because it's all stuff that everyone knows um all classic rock and um and every penny goes to the charity so we raise a few grand every time and and uh and and this time uh it's a fantastic uh organization uh the women's justice network and uh it's one of those things which just you don't even think about until you know it's raised Mm. and it's put in front of you. you go oh wow that's that's fantastic. If you can help women uh, who are in these terrible situations um, to, you know, uh, remain in society and, you know, and help them through yep. uh, um, what they're going through, I mean, that's just, uh, that's just fantastic. So we're doing this gig on the 24th of November, Friday, uh, at Pado RSL, and um, everyone's welcome to come. And uh, the interceptors, uh, you know, we're not too shabby. Yeah, well, look, you've been you've been playing for a long time, Les. It does no. Bo- Boney Maroney get a run? Uh, Boney Maroney may very well get a run. <laughs> Boney Maroney may very well get a run, but it, it's all the songs that when I was a kid, I wished I could be on stage and playing. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's a Zeppelin. It's Purple. It's uh, Floyd. Um, it's all classic rock, uh, Stones, and when I was a kid, I, I used to listen to all this music and go, oh, my God, I wish I, I can just picture myself on stage playing all this stuff, right? Um, I didn't picture myself playing Boney Maroney, but that's what, but <laughs> that happened, you know. Now, well, well, let's talk about that. I mean, you, you were in that, in the, uh, in the 70s era, when, um, when glam music in Australia was in its infancy, you're probably one of the first glam bands in Australia. Well, I, I, I what, definitely say we were. What was it like, I mean, to be, to be forging your path? I mean, obviously, um, you know, rock had so many different faces at that time but what was it like touring around australia as harsh back in the day look it was um uh what firstly there was no bands touring at the time right um uh what happened was that uh, in the 50s you know the uh cold joy and the joy boys and sandy scott and all those guys yep. used to tour around all the, you know, the, the country and then there, everything just sort of stopped now our manager got together with sherbet's manager uh, Roger Davies yep. and said, "Look, uh, maybe we can. You reckon there's a 
uh, a market out there where we can go and tour around the country like the old days because we can't keep playing Sydney mm. non-stop. And this, the, the same thing applied to Sherbet. So um, they got together and worked out this, plotted this kind of thing around, around you know, New South Wales initially and then around the rest of the country. And then we started the whole touring thing, which wow. is fantastic. But also it just happened to coincide, and who knew, uh, with this little TV show called Countdown. Uh-huh. Uh, now, when Countdown came on, uh, it went to just about every household in the country, everywhere. I mean, because it was the ABC. It went to everywhere. Yep. And so when we roll up into some town in the middle of, you know, Western Australia or something, uh, everyone had heard of us. You awesome. know, everyone knew the songs. Everyone knew whatever. And so... Uh, that era then spawned not only us and Sherbet, then ACDC and uh, Ted Mulry and John Paul Young and, and who knows how many other mm. people then were able to tour around the country. And all the people who in all these different places all over the country were able to see bands like us live. Mm, unreal. Um, and that was uh, that was a huge breakthrough. Well, yeah. fantastic. I've got, to, I've got to thank you for that because uh, there's nothing quite like being on tour around Australia. And, uh, look, it's, it's all I've known since I was uh, – since I Absolutely. started in a band, but um, yeah. to know that there was kind of, as you say, you, you just did your local gigs and that was that, and uh, and it grew from there. That's unreal. Well, also back in the day, uh, which might have been a little bit different for you, but back in the day, the only gigs that were available really were pubs. Uh-huh. Um, now, we knew that our audience was younger than the pub-going audience, so we kind of uh, then played in town halls and. Uh, you know, basketball stadiums and all those kind of... We, we made gigs. We yeah, made right. Our own gigs, right? Um, because, you know, playing in a pub, you know, we would limit our audience. Sure, and sure. So, so that became a whole kind of thing, you know, then. So, yeah. Wow, that's man. How, that's how it all started. That's unreal. Now, uh, well, I just want to talk about the Women's Justice Network. Their vision is that all women and girls affected by or at risk from the criminal law system live their lives free from violence and discrimination, are treated with dignity and respect and with opportunities to thrive in their own way at their own pace. Um, look, it, it seems like it's a no-brainer um, that people should be afforded that opportunity, but uh, there's a lot of girls and women who are in this uh, in this kind of cycle of violence and 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 they need to be helped out of it and that's what the uh the the, the women's justice network's all about look that absolutely right now as i said to most of us we wouldn't have even thought of mm. this uh and for these people to have started this network uh to help i mean these women that they're in the situation they're in usually nothing to do with you know it's just terrible circumstances sure. that they've had to um, come through and they and they've ended up in the justice system and um, you know uh, anything that any of us can do uh, to help um, these poor women who have just wrong place wrong time wrong whatever um, uh, it's it's a part of us as, as society to um, come together and, and, and lend a hand you know and uh, and 
and all that. And on top of that, you get to have a bit of a fun and a bit of a dance and a bit of a sing-along. Exactly. And uh, look, I think um, it's admirable for you to be doing this. And I think that uh, men across this country need to uh, step up and make sure that we're all doing as much as we can to support these vulnerable women in uh, terrible circumstances. And Les... I uh, I hope the night at the Pado RSL on the 24th of November goes uh, brilliantly for you guys. And anyone who wants to see some brilliant musicianship, these guys have been doing it forever. So uh, thanks very much for your time, Les. Thank you, Dave. For all the latest rock news, interviews and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.